The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect those of A Rude Awakening International nor this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter, A Rude Awakening International, nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. The topic of vaccinations has become a flashpoint in recent years. Some say we who have healthy immune systems are obligated collectively as a society to get vaccinated in order to protect those with compromised immune systems. Others say that vaccinations themselves are the danger. Is it all a scare tactic or is there some hidden truth that most people simply don't understand? Our guest today is independent vaccine researcher and educator, Mary Toko Hovind, who is about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. Vaccinations, it's been a flashpoint for several years now. Are they safe? Are they not? What is the truth? Well, we took the opportunity here at Passover 2017 in Charlotte to speak to one of our guest speakers at this event about vaccinations, independent vaccine researcher, Mary Tokohoven. Mary, welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm glad to be here, Scott. Well, you've been doing this since what, 1994? That's when I began speaking publicly. I actually began researching it back in the late 1970s before having my first child. Um, back then, you know, there wasn't a whole lot out there, but I had the opportunity to meet and greet Dr. Robert Mendelson, a renowned pediatrician who was 100% against vaccines. He wrote a couple books. One of them was called The Medical Heretic. And when I read that book, it was like a wow moment. Wow, this doctor is saying that vaccines aren't safe. And then I heard him speak at a uh, chiropractic college, and he also wrote another book called How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor. Mm -hmm. And that began my passionate research into, well, are these vaccines safe? And why would this pediatrician who actually taught pediatrics in, in Chicago, why would he be against them? And everything that he said had that ring of truth to me. And so I continued my research. Um, I had my first child in 1980. Uh, did not vaccinate. Um, my, uh, the father of their children, we have five kids. We did not vaccinate any of our five children. And it just became a passion for me because I felt that parents need a lot of information so they can make an informed vaccine decision and not just do what the doctor says. Mm. Now, a lot of people ask about, you know, proof. Uh, show me proof of this type of thing. Uh, is, is there any evidence to support the statements that, you know, vaccines will uh, either cause or contribute to ADHD, things like asthma, eczema, uh, depression, um, even food allergies? My daughter has a food allergy, and we have long suspected <clears throat> that her peanut allergy came from when she was vaccinated. What do you say to people who ask these questions? Well, we do know there's tons of evidence now that vaccinations do cause many, many problems in their own inserts that come with the vaccine. They state uh, that they can cause all of these issues. So when people slow down and take the time to look and really check into it, they will see that vaccinations 
are known to be uh, dangerous. Um, many children die from vaccinations. They can cause many, many health problems. But pertaining to the uh, peanut allergy, mm-hmm. one of the additives in vaccinations is adjuvant 65. It is a derivative of peanut oil. And you know, Scott, that when we eat peanuts, we digest them. Mm-hmm. Our body will use whatever it wants, and then it will excrete whatever it doesn't want. But when you take a food product like peanuts or dairy products or yeast, many of the things in vaccines, and when you bypass the digestive system and inject into the muscle, the muscle doesn't digest. What happens, though, is these things get picked up in the blood system, and the body attacks them. They don't belong in the blood system. They belong in the GI system. And in the process, your body will build antibodies against those additives that are in the vaccines. And then before you know it, the child is having a reaction. The the difficulty is, is many of these reactions are latent. They take place hours after they eat. Now, some children have an anaphylactic reaction. Um, We know that there are children who die. Their first exposure to peanuts, they die. Um, But there are children that have um, late reactions as well. As it gets into the digestive system, they react later on with asthma, skin rashes, a variety of problems. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I know with my daughter, we, we started investigating adjuvant 65 and wondered if that was a cause of it because my other child, my son, does has no indication of any kind of allergy like that, any kind of food allergy, and he had very few vaccinations. And my daughter was born in 1999, which is right about the height of when this was happening, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. Mm. It's, and it's, it's sad because I grew up eating peanut butter and jelly. I came from a large family. Peanut butter and jelly was a staple in our family. You went to school with it all the time. It was an inexpensive way to feed your children. Plus, my mother was really uh, into health, and she always had whole grain wheat bread. Well, how many children now are severely allergic to wheat and gluten? And so all of these things are found in vaccines as adjuvants. An adjuvant is something put into a vaccine to make the immune system respond uh, for a a series of time. Adjuvants are by nature um, man-made, carcinogenic, but they cause an ongoing reaction in the immune system so that the immune system will respond to the virus or the bacteria. That is their goal. But the problem is the immune system doesn't just respond to the bacteria, bacteria or virus. It responds to all of the additives and adjuvants as well, thus leaving a whole generation of children with severe food allergies and other issues. Mm. Now, speaking of other, other issues, uh, we've heard people argue against what we are speaking of here today. Uh, they say that, well, if it wasn't for uh, the Salk vaccine, polio, polio would be running rampant today and we'd still be dealing with this problem. What do you say to people who argue that way? Well, if you look at the true statistics, I go back to the very beginning when the first polio vaccine was introduced. And within three months of the first vaccine being introduced for polio, there was a huge outbreak. 70,000 people had uh, polio. It's all documented. The polio vaccination um, is not safe. Um, I believe, too, I can prove, and I do in my, in my DVD series, that, peop- that uh, people, doctors were told that if a person comes in with uh, paralysis-type symptoms after getting the polio vaccine, 
to reclassify it and call it non-viral meningitis. Really? So there was a lot of politicking going on behind this whole polio vaccine. And uh, there's lots of proof that the polio vaccine was the sole cause of polio outbreaks in the 70s and 80s as well. Interesting. How ironic. Well, we are speaking with Mary Tokohoven, independent vaccine researcher and educator. We're on the set of Passover 2017, and we'll be right back with more from The Health Awakening. Michael Rood's message of truth is broadcast all over the world. But none of it happens without the monthly financial support of our Ambassador Club members. And right now, membership has more benefits than ever. I'm giving into a ministry that is helping to feed other people that have the same hunger that I do. The Ambassador Club stands out to me because Michael brings it forth with such zeal and life and truth. Who in the world else you gonna give to to get the truth out? and to share it with the world. The Ambassador Club, we were given the opportunity on a monthly basis to know that we are giving our funds to a purpose that would make a difference, not only in our lives, but those around about us and in our world. We're an ambassador because we, we feel like we're helping the world in a small way. And we feel so blessed that we could be a part of that. Join now and Michael Rood will send you the Ambassador Club Welcome Kit, an exclusive messenger bag stocked with teaching DVDs, Red Sea Crossing cards to spread the word, and more. You'll also receive ambassador-only bonus gifts whenever you make a separate donation to receive the monthly love gift from Rood Awakening International. Best of all, you'll get ambassador-only sale prices in our online bookstore several times throughout the year. Plus, exclusive invitations to Ambassador Club functions at Root Awakening events. Join the Ambassador Club right now. All it takes is a modest commitment of $100 per month or an annual gift of $1,200. We'll send your welcome kit right away and you can start enjoying your love gift bonus items immediately. Call now or visit the Root Awakening website to join the Ambassador Club. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. As we said, we are on the set of Passover 2017, and we're talking with our guest today, Mary Toka Hovind, about vaccines. And before the break, we were talking about how vaccinations, when injected straight into the bloodstream, bypass all of the body's filtration system. And that is uh, dangerous in more ways than one, because we change several things uh, in the body when we do that. We change the timing, the method, and the number of illnesses, you say, that a person is exposed to by injecting. Can we expand on that? Well, in the United States, it is uh, recommended that a baby will, the day, that, the day they're born, they will get a hepatitis B vaccination. Mm -hmm. This child, when they're born, they haven't had a chance to acclimate to their environment. They're, they have a brand new sterile little body. They do not have a developed immune system. They have an immune system that is working, but it's underdeveloped. Their brain is underdeveloped. Their body parts are all underdeveloped. And we're, interest, we're, inter, um, we're injecting into their body a hepatitis B vaccination. Um, hepatitis B is an, uh, an adult disease. It doesn't affect children or infants. It usually affects people who are 
um, drug users or have um, multiple sexual partners. Uh, why we're doing this in infants is insanity. But nonetheless, um, so we're injecting that baby the day they're born with a foreign product before their body even has a chance to acclimate. And then every two months, that baby is getting multiple vaccines injected into the body. Well, a baby would normally and naturally be exposed gradually to measles, mumps, chicken pox, um, whooping cough, um, all of these no what I consider normal childhood illnesses, they would be con uh, gradually exposed as they get out in society. Hopefully, mothers are breastfeeding. I cannot stress this enough. Um, if they're breastfeeding their babies, they possibly can um, uh, help protect them by their own immunity that gets passed down through mother's milk. But a baby will gradually get exposed to these infectious illnesses. So they go into their doctor's office for their well baby visit, which I am not a fan of and do not promote. But they go in and they're going to be given three to five to six different vaccines that day, bypassing the, the normal method, which is through the nose, the mouth, the lungs, and the ears. You know, when a baby's young, that's how they get exposed. They're breathing in what they're exposed to, whether it's mold, funguses, dust, uh, viruses, bacteria. They're crawling around they're on the floor. They're crawling on the floor, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's all going in the mouth, right? Well, when you inject it, you're bypassing that. The immune system is not set up to respond appropriately when you bypass that system. Bottom line, that's not how God intended it. And so we're injecting not only the bacteria and viruses, but all of the other garbage that is in a vaccination, many which are toxic chemicals, such as aluminum, thimerosal, phenol, acetone, formaldehyde, many man-made things that are, are carcinogenic. Let's get into that. You mentioned aluminum. So now aluminum and mercury are infamous for being in vaccinations. What will these things do to our body? Because normally we take these little things and we think, oh, our body will just filter that out. It'll be fine. But it's not fine, is it? No, it's not. When we get exposed to aluminum or thimerosal or mercury of any kind through our food as an eating fish or breathing, our body has natural ways of dealing with it and chelating it out. Our GI system is designed to do just that. But when you bypass that and you inject it into the body, um, the body, it ends up getting circulated around the body, it ends up getting absorbed into fatty tissue, and it does not get eliminated as it would normally get eliminated through your you know, excretion. So these things end up getting stuck in the brain. Um, our, our babies do not have a healthy blood-brain barrier the day they're born. It takes years to develop a healthy gut-blood barrier, and we're introducing all of these things through the blood system, which then can upset all of that, leading to neurological problems. Let's get more into that. I, um, <clears throat> The issue of the blood-brain barrier when injecting newborns. So they, they're, they're, it's, not a, it's not a solid wall. There's not, not, not impermeable. So things are getting through, and this is why babies are so susceptible, correct? Exactly. The blood-brain barrier is a, 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 a series of cells that are there to protect the brain from toxic exposures. But there are parts of the brain that are not protected by the blood-brain barrier, mainly the brain stem and up through the center of both of the uh, sides of the brain. So when you inject a baby with a vaccine, there's a good chance that it can get through to that brain. In fact, they found out that aluminum, adding aluminum in vaccinations actually makes the brain permeable, actually helps to get toxins into the brain. And so mm. it's insane that we are using high doses of aluminum, not a little bit, 
a lot of aluminum is being put in these vaccinations, which I go into great detail. I go into which vaccines contain what in great deal on my DVD series. But I, I believe that most doctors do not have a clue of how much aluminum or mercury is still in the vaccines. They, they're, they're clueless. Because if they knew, they couldn't ethically or morally inject this into an infant, a child, or an adult. Right. And even if they say that, oh, this amount <clears throat> is, is quote-unquote safe, they're not being forthright in explaining that, well, these chemicals are cumulative. They don't go away. They're building up and building up and building up. And pretty soon you have what is an unsafe amount in your body. Absolutely. In fact, I will stand here before you and tell you that there are no long-term safety studies on what happens when we inject children with multiple vaccines in one given day to the tune of 38 by the time they're 18 months of age, mm. along with all of these additives and adjuvants, there is not one long-term safety study. But if you look back at the health care of children in the 1960s and 70s, we began to use pediatricians in the 1970s, and we began to implement more vaccines in the 80s and 90s. The health of American children is going, it's, it's going down the tubes. Well, I think the most, most alarming uh, one, uh, alarming statistic that, that reveals that is the, the rate of autism that has been in the public eye for the last little while. That alone should be an indicator. Well, we're sp speaking with uh, Mary Toko Hovind about vaccinations, and we are going to talk more about the argument against vaccinations when we come back to The Health Awakening. The lives of Israeli victims hang critically in the balance following events of terror, violence, and war. But there's another painful problem. Men, women, and children living in poverty. And you can be there for them. Visit us online at thelydiaproject.com. You'll find personal stories from the people who need you and the information you need to make a difference in their lives. When you give to The Lydia Project, you enable us to send help. Emotional and spiritual encouragement are especially needed during these critical days of recovery. Your support enables our ground team in the land of Israel to function as Yehovah intended, providing for the wounded soldiers, widows, orphans, and the poor. Help Israel. Give to The Lydia Project. Welcome back to The Health Awakening. We're talking with Mary Toko Hovind about vaccinations. And during the break, Mary and I were talking about this herd mentality. Okay, so we, the, the notion is out there that we who are healthy need to help those with compromised immune systems by getting vaccinations, all of us, so that these poor folks don't get the, uh, the disease or whatever it is. Now, it's a noble thought and it's very thoughtful, but it's ill-conceived. It is. Um, I want to refer to Dr. Russell Blaylock. He's a famous neurosurgeon. Very familiar um, with Dr. Blaylock. Man. Mm -hmm. Dr. Russell Blaylock did an excellent paper. All people have to do is Google Dr. Russell Blaylock um, herd immunity. He explains that when he was going to school 35 years ago, they were told that one vaccine would protect a person forever. So you got one vaccine. In fact, I only got three vaccines my whole life as a child. And then they learned, oh, we don't really know that much about the immune system. I think we're wrong. So they began to do more shots called boosters. 
Dr. Russell Blalock says that right now, for herd immunity to be effective, you have to have 95% of the population fully vaccinated. Now, I haven't had 38 vaccines or more. You probably haven't had 38 vaccines or more. And when I do live lectures, I love it because I, I ask all the people in the room, how many of you have had 38 vaccines? And there's like maybe one hand. How many <laughs> have you had 12? How many have you had? So that means that all of us are susceptible to catching all these life-threatening diseases. Herd immunity is a false theory. You will never have a population of 100% or 95% vaccinated. And they even admit that vaccine, any kind of reaction you have from a vaccine in, in the form of some sort of immune suppression, will wane. There's no way. We are chasing bacteria and viruses around on this planet like we can control them. How arrogant of man to think that you can control bacteria and viruses. Well, I know that you've mentioned before, too, that, that they've had to change the... Uh, uh, the, the strain, uh, the strain, and they and they've also had to change the rules on in the in the textbooks about vaccines themselves. Uh, in 1995, they completely Absolutely. did a 180, and because it it just shows you that we really do not know enough about the immune system. In fact, um, Dr. Tatiana Abukanich is a, a immunologist I reference. Wonderful, wonderful woman. She was a traditionally trained medical immunologist working at Harvard University when she took a break to have a child, and in the process, she decided to look at vaccines. She comes out and says that immunologists do not study the immune system. They don't know anything about the immune system. Wow. She says they study vaccinology. Simply, how do we make more vaccines and how do we get them in the people? So, folks, you really need to take your health into your own hands. You cannot trust your medical doctor. They don't know what they don't know. They are um, indoctrinated to believe that these vaccines are safe. They're indoctrinated to believe that they save lives. And after 38 years of intense research on this, it's totally the opposite. Yeah. Vaccines are destroying the immune system of not only children, but now adults who are getting the flu shot all the time. And it's not the doctor's fault. All doctors are well-meaning. They want to help people. That's why they got into medicine. And they didn't mm -hmm. want to be drug pushers or whatever. But Absolutely. They, they just do, exactly what you said. They don't know what they don't know. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. And, and we trust our doctors. And so we go there and we just do whatever they say. And if they're uninformed, now we are uninformed. So you need to get your own information, as you just mentioned. Right. Now, uh, we mentioned something also in the break about shedding. This, this, I asked you what this means, shedding. Tell us about what is shedding. It, re it, re it uh, refers to um, the, the whole... Yes, the herd mentality and outbreaks. Tell us about this. Well, there is um, plenty of medical research now showing that when you get a DTaP vaccine, diphtheria, pertussis, and tetanus, um, you can actually shed the virus for up to 21 days. The flu vaccine is the same. There's a nasal flu vaccine. They say that you could, uh, when you go get the nasal vaccine or your children do, you are shedding the virus for up to 21 days. This is true with the measles vaccine, the chickenpox vaccine, the pertussis vaccine. So what we have now is we have the media saying that parents who aren't vaccinating are causing outbreaks. When in fact we are finding out that the people who get the vaccine are then taking it and spreading it and shedding it. Hmm. And so it's really difficult. Um, again, they blame the outbreaks that have been going on with measles, chicken pox, whooping cough, and even mumps. In my, in my DVD series, I show that right now at a university, they had a humongous mumps outbreak. Every single one of those students had just gotten the MMR vaccine. All oh, of them. This is the thing college. we don't hear about, isn't it? You, you won't hear about that. <laughs> but I cover that extensively because people need to know that getting a vaccine not only can be dangerous for you, but it can be dangerous for those around you. 
And so it's really hard because parents are like, who do we believe? What do we, who do we listen to? Well, I present a ton of medical research about this mm-hmm. um, because I try to keep my opinion out of it and I try to focus on their research that basically says that people can shed for up to 21 days. They actually said the uh, rotavirus vaccine that children are getting now um, can cause lung problems in mm-hmm. these children, that they f- see a high hospitalization rate with new, new, uh, pneumonia after they get it. So there's a lot out there that people aren't being told about the vaccines. And really all we need to do is take a look around. If we get a, a, whooping, a whooping cough vaccine, a pertussis vaccine, and the child comes home and all of a sudden all the friends get it and the family gets it, stop and look at logic. Something happened here. It's essentially like taking a, a, a cold, putting the cold into, into your immune system or into your, into your body, and then you go give the cold to everybody else. That's what shedding is. It's basically just, just infecting everyone else. Exactly. Wow. So I think the po- focus always has to be on promoting health, and I sure, I'm sure you agree with me, Scott. Indeed. Healthy people don't need vaccines. Unhealthy people need to learn how to get healthy. They need to learn how to build up their immune system naturally. And I, I have papers written on this on my website, childhoodshots.com. Now, that would seem maybe very cold to people who say, well, what about these folks who are born with a compromised immune system? What are we going to do for them? But there are ways that they can build their immune system up. Absolutely. I think, first of all, mothers, when they're pregnant, have to take care of their bodies properly. Um, we know that there are tons of environmental toxins out there. We must f- avoid the fast foods. The nutrition aspect is huge. So if you're going to have a baby, make sure you take care of your body while you're pregnant. Um, make sure you eat really, really well when you're nursing your baby. I have articles on what to eat when you're nursing, what to eat when you're pregnant, what foods to avoid when you're nursing. Because we have to realize that when we have a child, it's not about us anymore. We have a responsibility to that child to do whatever we can to raise them healthy. And that means making informed decisions. I get frustrated when I hear parents saying, oh, I went and did my research on the car seat or the baby furniture, but they fail to research the vaccines that the children are being injected with. It's like priorities here. We're talking with Mary Toko Hovind. We'll be back more with The Health Awakening. Michael Rood's Love Gift Teaching Series, The Ministry of the Messiah, is among his most popular series ever. And now there's a way to ensure you get every new episode every month. Introducing Recurring Love Gift Donations. When you set up a recurring love gift donation of just $100 per month, you'll receive every love gift every month automatically. You'll get Michael's latest teaching in the Ministry of the Messiah series and each month's bonus gift. Plus, as an exclusive extra, you can get any teaching you've missed in the entire series from the first episode to the current episode. This special offer is only for those who set up recurring love gift donations. Call now or visit the Love Gift webpage to set up your recurring love gift donation. Every teaching, every gift, every month. Plus, access to any teaching you've missed along the way. Do it now and never miss out again.
Welcome back to The Health Awakening. I hope by now you've learned a thing or two about vaccinations. And here's something maybe you didn't know, is that by the time most of these vaccinations were introduced, the ones that you get as a kid, these diseases were already on the down spiral. They were introduced way too late, and they do not deserve the credit for eradicating these diseases. Proper sanitation over time is the real uh, reason that these diseases have been on the decline. That's the reason, not the vaccines. And Mary, you mentioned that in your DVD series. Uh, tell us all about it and where you can get it. Well, it is a, a six-DVD series called Vaccination Risk, Responsibility, and Rights. My website is childhoodshots.com. And it goes into everything you can imagine from the beginning. I go back to the polio vaccine forward, vaccine ingredients, how they're produced, medical citations. Um, I go into the autism epidemic quite a, quite a bit. Uh, so it's, it's just really a great resource for anybody who's interested in raising their children healthy and want to have all the facts. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us, Mary. Appreciate your pleasure. time. Thank you. So childhoodshots.com. That's where you get more information about Mary Tokohovind and all of the research that she has done for how many years? 30-some years? 38, going on 39. Wonderful. 38 years of research you can get there at childhoodshots.com. If you'd like to watch this show again, go to avivtv.com, and you will see uh, all of us, uh, all the shows there. And if you'd like more information, uh, just click on our website there, and we can get you more information on Mary and uh, how to get her information. Thank you for joining us today on The Health Awakening. We'll see you next time.